Hey guys, how we doing? Welcome back to J Life Fit Podcast. And guess what? I finally have a friend to join me. Shem, big Shem, Shemaya Evans is back. He's here to join me and we're just going to have a chat about uh, whatever comes to our heads in uh, these crazy times we're living in and COVID in Kuwait. How you doing, Shem? I'm doing very good, Jason Harris. <laughs> You're doing very good, Shem. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, I think everyone just says they're good these days, but it's tough. I mean, a lot of people... Uh, and other countries are dealing with things differently. But as you and I both know, we're in Kuwait right now. And we're still in the thick of it, buddy. Huh? Yeah, we're, we're, we're in the thick of it. But I think we're, I mean, we're definitely better off than a lot of other countries. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, I think probably in one way is we have access to still earn an income. And I mean, look, I don't know about you, but I'm obviously quieter now, but I'm still doing better than what I'd be doing in some other countries because, just the economy here and the people with the uh, some people with disposable incomes and so forth can keep training, you know. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I've got, I've got, uh, your life, but you know, I've got clients that are spending more on PTs and they would on a weekly wage earning in, in Australia, you know. And to them, it's nothing. So we're very, I'm grateful to have that sort of clientele, you know. Yeah, I think it's luck. I think it's yeah. a bit of luck and also so the reputation that. Uh, you know, I know you've built and we've yeah. tried really hard to build to stay connected to being good at the job. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so it's a bit of luck and a bit of hard work and mixing I'd say, yeah, I'd say that. I'd say more on the side of hard work and reputation than anything, you know. Yeah. I mean, luck will get you that client maybe the first session, but getting them to come back, that's another deal. Yeah, um, getting people to trust yeah. you is probably the biggest part of our industry. I feel. Yeah, yeah. One, well, one. Yeah. Of, I'm not saying the biggest one. One of them. I mean, I, I definitely don't think you can. It's pretty big. Yeah, it's pretty big. Getting people to yeah. trust you, know, like, and trust you, and to keep repeat customers is is the ultimate goal, I guess, for most businesses. So. Yeah, it is. We're, a, we're like... doing. We're doing not so bad. Not too bad. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I still see people. Oh, dude, I was training. Oh, where was I? A while ago to gym somewhere or something. And I was watching this guy. Oh, shit, it was a home PT mm. that I've got tomorrow morning, a lady I've been teaching animal flow to, and that's another topic. Um, but mm. I, was, I was training her, and I was looking at the corner of my eye watching this guy train another person. And the guy's doing, okay, so he's got his feet up on the bench, and he's, he's, <laughs> he'd be my age, maybe older, actually. So first thing, he's, he's got 60? Push up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's got this guy doing a, like decline push up, like feet up on a bench, hands on the ground. He's probably sixty. He can barely do a proper push up. Wow. His back is sagging like nothing else. The guy's on his phone, not watching, and this guy's struggling to do a push up. And I, it was really hard to watch and not go and say, "What are you doing?" But I just obviously didn't. Yeah. And I look at that and go, "A, it was a terrible exercise." But B, what, what sort of training? Just not even watching. It was pretty shameful. Was I think that's like that's one thing that really. I mean, irks me. Mm. I mean, I feel like where we come from, if you're that type of trainer, you'll get found out easily. Oh, for sure. In Australia, whereas whereas here, it seems that a lot of people, a lot of people in our industry Mm. are taking the piss, you know what I mean? They're like a a lot of guys coming over with whatever fancy education or whatever, and they see Kuwaitis as easy money and just, you know, don't... You know, they don't, pro- don't program. Just, yeah, they don't program. They don't design good shit. enough programs. They just okay, turn up whatever on the day and just just go with it. And 
I think yeah. you know, Kuwaitis are, are copping onto that because, well, hopefully yeah. they are because um, yeah, they're very smart and educated people. But like, yeah. it just gives our industry, you know, it it, it, it annoys me more than anything because it yeah. just devalues the rest of us. They might have got away with it a few years ago, but there's a lot of good trainers over here now coming over, yeah. and you can't rely on that as much. Like when I was first in Saudi Arabia and Jeddah. I was one of, I don't even know officially, but I'd be guessing maybe 20 trainers there, maybe less actually, expats. So yeah. you could be, like I got told before I went to Saudi, if you're a great trainer, in, if you're an average trainer in Australia, you're an amazing trainer in, in Jeddah and Saudi. And he was right, yeah. like, they, because their level of expectation was fairly low. Um, and But here in Kuwait, it's a lot higher now. They're expecting yeah. a lot more. You won't get away with the same bullshit that you used to. You've got to be careful, you know, and... And uh, we've done, I think it's been about four, but you wonder why you lose a client. They're not going to tell you why they're going. Yeah, They'll yeah, just say yeah. I'm having a break. Yeah. The truth is they know you're lazy and you're terrible yeah. at what you do. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's, that's definitely true. Hey, speaking about clients, oh, I train, you know how, I don't, I don't know, probably over the years I think I've trained, honestly, 2,000 kids. Like I started yeah. teaching karate when I was 16. So lots and lots yeah. of kids. Anyway, I could count on one hand how many kids have been hacked driven this kid I trained the other day. It was one of my clients and her son. Yeah. She goes, I want him to learn some boxing. He's been learning a little bit. Will you train him? And I'm like, uh, you know what it's like to train big. A, you know what it's like to train kids. B, you mm. know what it's like to train beginners. Mm. Put that together and whatever. So I went, okay. She goes, he's really good. I went, yeah, yeah, I heard it before. Shem, mm. I've never seen a kid with such intensity and skill base in probably 15 years. This kid, really? I said, put your guard up. Show him his guard. He had the he had a face like he wanted to knock me out. So he, he was just intense. I'm like, okay. Looked at his mum and went, radio. So I started seeing what his skill base and just saying, yeah, jab, do this, do that. Yeah. He knew all of it. He was doing double roundhouse kick. This kid is seven. He was doing stuff. Where did he I'm train? Like, he just learned a little bit off a Filipino guy, but he taught himself. He watches movies and wow. YouTube and unbelievable. Shem, I've never seen. It was crazy. Like, he's really talented. And the problem is he's been told he's good too many times. So yeah. he, he knows it. And I told him the other day, I said, look, he's seven. So, I've, But he's a real, weirdly enough, he's a very, very mature seven. He understands what I'm talking about. I said, yeah. look, there's some skillful athletes in the world that are the best skill-based athletes in the world, but they never become much because they're not coachable. I yeah. said, look, you need to be coachable as a little boy because I've got to tell him something. He goes, yeah, yeah. Truth is, he's right between you and me all the time. Yeah. So this is a hook. I'll, I'll go to finish the word. He goes, yeah, it's a hook. And I went, okay, no worries. <laughs> and he does. <laughs> so he does know a bit, yeah. but he's not as good as what he thinks. And he doesn't know, like, because he's not, I taught him the phrase, like, about emptying your cup of knowledge. And he's obviously yeah. seven, so I'd explain it in his yeah. terms. I used, like, a bottle of water. I said, your knowledge fills the water. I said, anyway, I said, you don't know everything. I'm a new coach because he goes, but my other coach teaches me to slip like this. And it was completely wrong. He's getting him to slip, just like yeah. lean left, lean right, not yeah. rolling, rolling shoulders. And I went, well, I'm your coach today. And I taught him about that. And he's listened and learned. Yeah. Anyway, I did a footwork drill and then I'm teaching his mother. I look over, he resets up the cones that I had at the start of the class without being told and just yeah. starts practicing footwork again. And yeah. he was doing circling around the cones where you're not allowed to, you know, the rule, you're not allowed to cross your feet over, okay? Yeah. He didn't cross your feet over once. He didn't want wow. to go do this. And he goes, like this? And I went, yeah, like that. Instinctive, <laughs> right? Oh, Shem, this boy was very impressive. Yeah. As you know, I'm leaving in 
six weeks or so, six and a half weeks, I need to find another trainer for him. So he's very, very good. So if you want a little boy to train. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> no, I didn't think so. And on another note, you know, you know, you know you're in the right job when every now and again this client just shocks you by their, not how good they are, but just their effort and the, the, the dedication they put into getting better at something and the smile it brings to your face. And I've got another lady I started teaching and she hired me to do animal flow with her. And I thought, oh, she'll last one lesson. It'll be too hard. Then yeah. I send her videos. She sends me videos of her practicing at home. She can barely hold herself off the ground, but she does not quit. And it makes – like it genuinely – I wish we were on video now and we could sort of see, but another time we'll do it. But it genuinely made me smile. I sent her a message back going, you made my day. She says, is this okay? And she's on the ground practicing animal flow. And I realize I'm in the right job. Like there's yeah. moments like that because we have tired days. You work a lot more hours than I do right now. But yeah. there are days where you get tired. But every now and again, this one client will do something that will lift you up and make you remember that you're in the right job. And that yeah. was that day, you know? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Uh, I'm yeah, sure 100%. you have those moments. Yeah, definitely. You're just like, oh, it's like a aha moment almost. Yeah, it's, it's nice, yeah. you know? And uh, just it makes it worth it because then you then you have the other nine people you train that you know don't, don't do it, face. And, <laughs> and they wonder why they don't get results, and they're yeah. lazy and blah blah blah. And then you have the yeah. one that lifts you up, and, and you're like, oh, thank you, <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you for you're the, reminding uh, me you're not all silly. <laughs> yeah, you reminding me that you're not all jerks. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you know, I just have one of those moments. Hey, how's New Zealand with COVID? How are they going now? Uh, from what I what I know from mum and dad and just what I've seen on the news, everything's – I mean, they just had the America's Cup there. Oh, that's and right. Just, yeah, they had thousands of people there. Yeah, Craig was there. Craig went on the yacht or something. Did he? He went on to Auckland. CD. Yeah, he uh, went on the yacht. He was having a video. He went on the yacht or something. Yeah. Jerk off. Um, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, it's New Zealand sense. But, but it depends, like, where you're looking, you know what I mean? I think it's the same – with every place, some people are doing good, and some people yeah. are doing worse. So it's it's disproportionately yeah, yeah. made it worse for the poor. You know? Yeah, so, oh, yeah, yeah. But regarding numbers wise, they get rid of it zero, then they have one case come out, and then they get zero, and then they have one come out. Australia yeah. hasn't. Last week they hadn't had a new case for sixty-one days in the whole of Australia, and I always look at that and go, okay, we've got I think about twenty-six million in Australia, maybe twenty-seven. Yeah. And we've nearly beaten it. Now, look, a country the size of Kuwait with, well, I think, not four million, and we're where we are. And I'm like, what, what's different? Why, you know, I know if I have my opinion why it's different. I don't want to obviously sound disrespectful, but uh, it is yeah. very frustrating. You know, it's a small country and it could be rid of it by now. Yeah, 100%. But, you know, yeah. what to do? I guess the difference is, they're, is they're here, they're surrounded by, you know, Australia and New Zealand, we're isolated. You know, we're yeah, islands. We yeah. can we can decide who comes in and can't. Yeah, uh, and then I guess true. they can yeah, here. And we're not rely, We don't we, we don't really rely um, on, I guess, immigrants as our no, no, we much don't, as they no. do here. I guess I'm not sure. I suppose yeah, and, that, and then that comes down to education base because this is nothing against them. Yeah. But, you know, the Indians, Bengalis, Pakistan, they're here, low-income workers, low-educated. They don't understand the risks sometimes. They just need to work because they make no money. Yeah. So it can be tough for people. So, yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, you yeah. Know, It can be tough, but at least they've got the vaccine going here now and yeah. stuff like that, you know. What do you miss during this time? What do you miss? What, what have you missed? Like, what is there anything you've missed during 
curfews and COVID and all this? What little things? Uh, what did I miss? Like the curfew, I miss. I guess I miss the freedom to just move. But at the yeah, same, yeah. yeah. But yeah. at the same time, what I am appreciating is that it's it's forced me to slow down. Because you know, you and I have talked about like I work fourteen hour days. So it's yeah. it's forced me into slowing down. And actually I was talking to somebody the other day about how it's actually given me time to um you know, do the things that I say that I I've always wanted to do, yeah, like yeah. read more and you know, research yeah. more and all this type of stuff. So I must like I don't like to be I guess probably, probably the same as everybody. I don't like to be stagnant and mm. cooped up or jailed almost. Just... It's funny, isn't it? Like this curfew, okay. Like I don't go out at night much anyway. Yeah. But what I've realised is simply because I'm not allowed to go out, you yeah. feel it. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? So you understand especially the deliveries. You're... I hate that we can't get deliveries. <laughs> yeah, I, I miss burgers. I'll be honest. I want the pizza today. <laughs> I couldn't order a pizza. I'm like, and this was three fifteen. I'm like, ah, oh, I can't get a pizza. God damn it! <laughs> but you I know, want a like, but you know when I've never because we come from what we do, we're not really controlled in any way when it comes to certain rights and human rights and what we wear and how we act and so pretty free. Yeah. And then in countries that we live in now and other countries that have certain restrictions and you never really feel it. Yeah. So I know it's maybe a bad analogy, but the fact that you get put in a curfew, you feel the fact that we we may not want to go out, but because that option's taken away from us, you feel that control. Yeah. You know, yeah. even though I don't have much to go out at night for, like that'd be similar to, you know, being told, okay, not exactly, but maybe to wear a certain item of clothing. The fact that I can wear what I want, I don't feel that restriction. But if someone said, you can only wear black T-shirts for the rest of your life, I'd go, well, I want to wear a red one. You know, I've never been locked inside before. Even if I don't want to go out, the fact that I'm not allowed to go out yeah. is a weird feeling. You know, I get it. I yeah. just, and I do think we need it. I think Kuwait needs it. I think the curfew's got, hopefully can make a difference. Yeah. I don't know if we can, but we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, I know. We know how it works here. People manage to go out and do their thing and we'll soon see. But And you hear all the rumours about will it go on during Ramadan? Yeah, will it continue? I heard, you know, hear the rumours. I get sick of them like you do about they look at doing a full lockdown in Ramadan and I don't know. Who knows? Wait and see. Yeah, I mean, like you know, everybody knows something or thinks they know something and then, hello, bam, that's not what you expected or that's what you expected, who knows. I think it's funny here that, you know, people want to be the first to know everything or be the first to know, oh, see, I told you so sort of thing when it comes to... Yeah, 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 yeah. I was only telling someone today about that. They want to be the first to tell someone, even if it's not the real news, and I use the, there's a certain Instagram page here that does this. And they post news all the time that may not be true, but they just want to be the first. Yeah. And they can end up doing more harm than good because it spreads rumors and makes people panic, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I miss movies. I miss going to a movie. I, I, yeah. I like going out to a movie. I miss the seclusion of going in the big dark room and just immersing yourself in another world for two hours and just watching a movie, you know? Yeah. I miss that. Because I'm I'm a big movie buff, so I, I I really do miss that. I don't miss being in a movie here with people on their phones and people talking, <laughs> but I do miss <laughs> I do miss going to a movie. You know, if I, I have to admit, like if I see that, and then gen- like in general, I fall asleep in movies when I go to cinema. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like so fourteen like, hour days. That's when you make the time. Though. I might fall asleep for like 
10 or 15 minutes and then, oh, what will happen? If I see someone, <laughs> if I see someone on the phone in front of me, whatever I've got in my hand, I throw it. <laughs> yeah, if I was your size, I'd probably do the same. But like nobody That's can so see annoying. you, know, and, and I'm just looking around to see if anybody else just do a little, little click flick of the popcorn. Um, or like if I've got an M and M, I'll throw it. <laughs> what I don't understand about people that do that, and I had an actual incident here where the whole movie there was a girl, two girls sitting up the road from us, and the whole movie the girl was telling the girl what's happening in the movie and explaining it. The whole movie. So the girl would go, watch again, blah 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 blah, talk, blah, and then she'd be on a phone. The whole movie on a phone talking. And I sat there and I was with a, someone at the time and who spoke Arabic and I said, at the end, can you speak to her? And she said, no, I'm not. So as we left, I went, excuse me. I said, and I was really polite. I said, do you understand that when we go to the movies, I'm here to watch the movie, not to listen to you talk the whole movie? Her response was, it's none of your business. Mind your own business. I'm like, it is my business. I'm at a movie and I want to watch it. Shem, the whole movie she was talking on her phone and to a friend. And what didn't, I didn't understand is how does someone not actually click and realize that that is their bad, that is them, that they turned it back on me. And I was walked out going, what had just happened? How does someone not actually take that on board? It was quite mind blowing. It's, yeah. it's, I guess, do they call it uh, perception reality? Perceived reality or whatever. I'd love to know the psychology behind it. Yeah, perceived reality. They think, yeah. Well, she probably doesn't. She probably doesn't think she's in the wrong. That's where does that come from? I mean, yeah, their their reality is different to ours. Mm. You know what I mean? Strange, huh? She looks at the the, what she's doing is the right thing. So, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, real strange. Humans are complex. Hey, Sam, (laughs) fitness. During curfews or during this time, what advice would you give to people? Like, you know, it can be hard for some people to keep motivated. I don't know about you as a trainer because obviously we don't have trainers. We train ourselves. Yeah. And because of the limited hours right now with work, you don't have much time to train during the day because you're busy trying to get the hours done. Yeah. When you come home at night, it can be tough to want to exercise and do that. Yeah. You know, what, would, is there any, what, do you give any advice to anyone regarding that or not? I mean... I I think what being in this industry as long as we have has kind of taught me is that um, it depends on the individual, you know what I mean? The the advice that I would give would be different to different yeah, people. Yeah. Because so use the average, just pick an average person then. Someone, someone looking who's just started out in fitness, you know, whatever, six months down the track and they've been going pretty good and then they get locked in a curfew and they can't get to their gym during the day. There's um, an example. So what I would you know? yeah, I would say hire a PT. <laughs> mm. And even <laughs> like, his name's Shem. <laughs> yeah, no, no, don't hire me. I don't have the time. <laughs> and I'm shit at virtual. <laughs> but I would say or at least, you know, educate yourself on again, the what it comes back to is what's your goals. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And if it's to be you know, somebody that just wants to be able to walk up the stairs without breathing hard. Okay. I think we've all got stairs in our apartment building. We've got yeah, five. Yeah. But if I'm more specific, if I'm more specific, I mean, motivationally, you know? Yeah. How do you stay motivated during times of curfew? Yeah, that's hard. You know? That's such a hard question because 
Jeez, it's really hard. It's it's hard to define or how to get into people's brains to motivate them. Like that's that's the key factor with our with our job, I guess, and how to. Yeah, I was only talking about it the other day on Instagram, talking about the motivation about being role models to the kids and so forth. But yeah. um, if they need a motivation, you know, I know it's a bit of a cliche motivation, but yeah. it's true, you know. Yeah. If you're 50 kilos overweight, or let's say 20 even, as a parent, and you're telling your young kids in Kuwait or any country, yeah. Um, to not eat that chocolate too much because yep. you're going to get overweight and you're 20 kilos overweight, how <laughs> does that child look at you and respect that? Yeah. You, know, you can't. Exactly. You can't. And they and they do get it. Kids won't say anything. They may not articulate it because yeah. they're young and they don't know how to do that, but yeah. they notice. They are parrots. They do what you do. Yeah, exactly. You know? they're mem- mem- but I suppose behavior. my thing would be, Timothy, would be, my number one tip is really, it sounds pretty basic, obviously, but have a plan. Have a, have a, have a template. Have a have a training plan that keeps you a bit accountable. Yeah. You know, you and I are skilled enough. I know you've been doing it a long time, but I'm skilled enough that if I needed to, I can make it up as I go every day. I've yep. got enough knowledge in my head. Yep. But the average person doesn't have that. Yep. And they need to know what they do every day and what time they start. So I would probably, my advice would be have a plan and be accountable to your family that does live with you. Tell them that I'm going to train every afternoon at six o'clock. And I sort of give you permission to remind me, hey, hey, you said you were going to train. I know you're tired, but you've got to train. You told me to make you accountable. So probably, I know it's a pretty basic one, but having a plan of being accountable would probably be one tip I would give to a lot of people. Yeah, it's a pretty you know? fair tip. And I guess getting the family yeah. by and may, may, may also help motivate them to get involved too, you know? I was about to say that's a good idea. Doing it with the family maybe, that would be a good idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, keeping it fun. Or like uh, you know, connecting make... connecting with friends on Zoom, maybe. You guys can do a Zoom workout, yeah. you know what I mean? Is technology is yeah. a good way to to get involved and stay connected and also stay yeah, have healthy. Yeah, maybe having, yeah. having turns and making a workout. Like, okay, it's Jason's turn today. He gets 15 minutes and he does a circuit. And then tomorrow it's him and you make it up. And even if, you're, even if they're not trainers, everyone knows the basics of how to train. Yeah, exactly. In the end, I think the first thing is they get that mental stimulation, you know, and they just keep moving and keep involved. Whether they're doing anything that's overly productive and does a lot, it probably is the least important thing during a curfew time. Yeah. It's more about just mentally keeping healthy and keeping moving. Because I think we forget, it is really easy to forget, this has been going on for a year, yeah. you know, a long time, man. Yeah. It's a really long time, especially for kids. Yeah. Still not at school. Yeah, exactly. It's such a such a long time. I guess like oh. two though, but it, it has been a year. If you haven't really adapted to the new way of life, then you're an idiot. No. <laughs> you need to wake up. Yeah. No, I know. No. All jokes aside, you're correct. Yeah. You need to because otherwise – you're going to get stuck. You're going to really struggle. You need to, well, we know improvise, adapt, overcome. Yep. You have to do it. Yep. You can't wake up. I mean, okay, when it first started, two months in, you could say, okay, enough, let's get on. You know, I've had enough. We mean to move past that now. This is the life we live yeah. for however long. This is you the, just got to adapt. This is the new form of life, however. It's, it's strange, huh? It, bro, it's definitely who, you, who would have expected do this. Do you ever have moments still where, like I was out today shopping, I still I, I had a sort of moment where I still looked around with everyone with masks on and went, wow, it's amazing what's the new normal. You don't even look at a mask now. You know when it first happened and everyone's wearing masks. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Now it's just like wearing a pair of shoes. Well, like, I, thought, I think to myself, like, okay, why haven't we been using, like, hand sanitizers all the time? 
Yeah, like, isn't just, it funny? Yeah, just think about all the disgusting shit that oh, people have. Or, like I was watching, so I was watching one of my trainers today, like pick his nose, and I'm like, <laughs> while he was walking down the middle of the, you know, the gym, and I was like, that's disgusting. He was like, what the fuck? Like, and then he'd shake a hand with someone in old times. Yeah, in old times, you'd be like, ah. fist pump them. And sometimes I'm like, man, like, I don't know. Maybe you like just come from the toilet and finish scratching your balls and then oh <laughs> wash your hands. Or like, maybe that girl just, I don't know, changed the <laughs> tampon or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, you never know. Yeah. Like, no, it's on all, it's right, honestly, right, like, I, okay, we, everybody talks about guys being disgusting, but I, when I was at, when I was at uni, I used to um, clean uh, these uh, uh, a corporate um, investment bank, Macquarie uh, Macquarie Bank. It's an Australian company, um, yeah. and uh, they called them Fox Towers. So I used to clean the two floors of this Macquarie Investment Bank, and like yeah. you know, I had an expectation when I cleaned the bathrooms of guys' toilets, and obviously you know I'd been around girls my whole life and sisters and stuff like that, and and then, but when I went into the female tours, I would honestly say just in that bank, it might be an isolated situation, but in that bank, the female toilet was far worse than the male. Like, I'm not even, no, you, I'm not even talking. No, you're correct. I'm not even talking about that. There and was I'll like tell you, blood and, and stuff. And I'll tell you why. I'm like, there was like shit all over the bowl. And I'm just like, what the fuck are these girls eating? That's disgusting. <laughs> I was like, God That's damn it. That's disgusting. Unless, you know. I can tell you a story that makes you, that is true because, and girls listening might be offended by this, what we're saying. I mean, but if girl shit many too, years like, ago. Girl shit too. Like, what's yeah, the big yeah, deal? Yeah. It comes out the so same many way. Many years ago, <laughs> my sister was on a show called Ladies and Lines when she first joined the army. It was on the ABC in Australia. Ladies and Lines? And I'm talking. Ladies in lines, like army lines, yeah. like in line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm talking 20. So I was in the army 28 years ago. Man, I'm old. Anyway, yeah. long time ago. I'm a seasoned. Seasoned. Yeah. So it was on ABC. Yeah. And part of one of the shows, the girls got in trouble for lack of hygiene. And the, the instructors went off their brains at them. And they said, I remember them talking, going, saying that ladies in the army that come through were much grosser than guys when it comes to hygiene. And they were talking about things like with periods and stuff like that and hygiene afterwards and that. So, and this is coming from instructors who have been teaching lots of men and lots of women and they said it. So I don't know, there might be some truth to whether it be younger girls or whatever, but yeah, the hygiene side of it, where we're going, what we're talking about has made me really think now, like when I shake hands with someone now, even though the odd people don't really, I'll be honest, I'm actually, I'm not a handshaker now. I don't want to shake hands with people, really. Yeah. Like, or I want, if I do, I want some sanitizer afterwards because we now know I've always been a bit this way, but mm. we really now know that how these things are spread. Mm. So hopefully when this is all over, we, we remain a lot more health conscious when it comes to hygiene. And I'd have to predict, you would have to predict because of our new habits that the next flu season, say coming up in Australia, we're going to go into winter soon. I'd be interested to see the numbers compared to last year and the year before now mm. because we know about hygiene and washing hands mm. and not coughing and masks. I'd be curious to see in the future what it's like. You know, Is that going to be a good thing or a bad thing for our immune system? I don't know. Well, it's almost like the flu has disappeared. Weird, huh? You know? We don't even talk about it now. No, and like a lot of it has to do with the hygiene thing. So 
I mean, that's why I'm thinking, like, why the hell did, did nobody just think of doing this before? Like, Yeah, well, the only reason flu spreads in winter is because we're all close and we're indoors and we know where we are. Yeah. And basically environment. It's not that it's like, you know, like, okay, because yesterday, again, a client said to me, she goes, her son went out in the cold or something. She goes, you'll catch a, use the old phrase, you'll catch a cold. And I said to her, what is your mother talking? She goes, yeah. And they, I said, you don't catch a cold from the cold. It's a virus that spreads. <laughs> that, that, that myth still goes around. She goes, you can't tell her that. I went, yeah, I know how it works with people who still believe in those. But that's where it came from. It wasn't that you catch a cold from the cold. It's because people are so close together. And we're breathing all over each other. But we now know that. So I'd be curious, like you said, in winter, I, I don't know. You'd think hopefully the numbers are a lot lower and we don't get as sick as we used to get. It'd be interesting. Have you been? Have you talked to people that, um, which is, I mean, okay, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but like have you talked to people that are like this whole COVID thing's a conspiracy? Plenty. <laughs> No. One the other day again. Yeah, I'm just someone the other day said it's been. Oh, what was their reason? I've heard it. I've heard some doozies. Yeah, because I've heard the old microchip with the vaccine, and there's people that stood out when to get the vaccine. And I thought these were like flat earthers. I thought they were not real. Okay, yeah, but, they're but there was real. someone talked the other day. They're real. They believe that when you get the vaccine, you're going to get injected with something, and it's going to do. They're going to better track and trace you. I'm like, uh, what? Where do you come from? What planet are you living on? Yeah, and they're, like. What the fuck is going on? Like, why, oh why, why are you denying this? Or like, I think the COVID things, it's just a bunch of bullshit. Okay, but like, you think the whole world is in on this? Like, like what, what do you think? Early is, days. What do you think is happening? Fine. You know? This has been going long, long enough now to know that there were, there's no, it's not a conspiracy. It's a real thing. Yeah. People are dying. And, but, and, but you know where people, what their answer is that they go, but I don't know anyone that's died from it. And I go, this is someone who was from the UK. Yeah. And I said, listen, let's say 10,000 people have died from this. Just pick a number. Yeah. Pick the population. What is, I don't even know. What is the population in the UK? Okay, just use any random number. Let's say 30 million yeah. and there's 10,000 people. What do you think your chances statistically are? of meeting someone from the 10,000 that would have died, has died. Yep. It's pretty low. That's why you're not meeting them. It's not that they're not dying. It's that there's not as many dying. You hear the word 10,000, but spread that through 30 million people, yep. and it's pretty sparse. You're not yep. going to meet a lot of people. It's like in Australia last year, I think in Queensland, they weren't even up to 30 people yet in the whole of Queensland. So obviously, yeah, so you're not going to meet many families that have suffered this because in the real terms, the numbers are quite low. But when you hear it as one number, you go, oh, 5,000, that's a lot. Yeah. Not really when you spread it through millions and millions of people, you know? No, not at all. So that's why, they, that's why I think they think it's a conspiracy because what I'm getting back to, they're backtracking is because they, they go, I don't know anyone that's died. I keep hearing people have died. I don't know anyone that knows anyone that's died. Yeah. And that's what, you know? Yeah. Buddy conspiracy. Yeah, oh, I know. God. I mean, it's, I don't know. Hey, this is off topic. We're talking about conspiracies. Did you know, and this is real, you may laugh. You can Google this on, put it on YouTube. Yeah. Did you know that there's people who believe Australia doesn't exist? So you can Google this. Yeah, of course. Believe, of course I believe. Listen, they believe. They believe all the people living in Australia are actors. 
<laughs> and that it's not a real country. This is true. You can go, anyone listening, Google it. Do you know? You'll James, find it. Do you know how many, I got told this. Do you know how many vaginas a kangaroo has? <laughs> no, do tell. So let me just give you a backstory. Um, <laughs> I was in. I was okay. in the. Uh, you know, in the pubs back home, uh, they have. Um, uh, what is it? Um, uh, like quiz nights. What is like, it? You know where they have quizzes? What do they call these? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we used to go to them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I used to so go anyway, to them. Anyway, yeah. anyway, 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 one of the questions was, how many vaginas does a, have, does a kangaroo have? And everyone was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> they have three. <laughs> Why? That's the next question. One is this true, Shane? Bro, you can Google it. One, one is because obviously we, we were all like, "This is bullshit." Well, so obviously we went and researched it, and one is for birth. One is obviously to you know, to for pissing, and I don't know what the other one was for, but like, <laughs> I'm googling it right now. Those three vaginas. How many? Oh, before I even finished. All I wrote was how many vaginas, and it came up, does a kangaroo have? <laughs> and it says three. Three, right? So anybody. <laughs> Australia must be real. Well, there's three There's three vagina kangaroos everywhere. <laughs> oh, my God. You just taught me something. That could be a million-dollar question one day. So it could save your life. Oh, but hey, but there's a problem. How many penises do kangaroos have? One. Two. What? So <laughs> someone designed something <laughs> wrong here. So, There's something going wrong. So how do they have sex? Have do they some have unusual sexual re- kangaroos have some unusual sexual reproductive characteristics. The male has two pronged penises. The female kangaroo has three vaginas and two uteruses. She carries young in her pouch. Well, there you go. The, ma- the male has two penises and the girl has three vaginas. That is some very interesting news. Well, it looks like that's probably one of the only maybe places <laughs> where bizarre. the woman has the upper hand. <laughs> yeah, she does. That's bizarre, though. She is more than the man. Yeah. Well, it's not like you can use them all at once. I don't know. I wouldn't have a clue. Maybe there's some weird porn where they do three vagina at one time. I don't know. <laughs> that is... That what would you call a kangaroo kangaroo porn? Kangaroo porn. It's probably out there, Shem. There's some weird stuff in this world, buddy. Oh, bro. There's, some, there's some very, dude, very, very weird. Hey, listen, to, listen, I asked this of uh, some of my friends. I said, I said to them, answer this question. Life is fill in the blank. So I'm asking you the question. Life is, okay. oh, how many words? Just a one It's up minute? to you. Like it's your... It's your world, yeah. I'm going to sit on that and come back to it. Yeah, <laughs> life is life is. Hey, while that's that was interesting topics we were talking about. <laughs> that's why I want to do a podcast. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Whatever comes up, I taught me something. <laughs> hey, talking about useless facts. Now, hang on. Before I go on, I'm going to Google this. Before I make myself sound silly, why is a Amuse yourselves. You can sing if you like, Shem. I can't sing for shit. 
Come on. I can't. <laughs> I was not born with that talent or blessed with that talent. Nor am I going to act like I can sing. Not all brown people can sing. Oh. <laughs> right. I know that is a bit of a stereotype, isn't it? We think you can dance and sing. Well, I can dance, but I can't sing. You can dance. <laughs> I know you can dance. Yeah. DJ Shem, <laughs> how's, the, how's the DJ going? It's not going anywhere at the moment. <laughs> well, I did a party yeah, last true. week, which was pretty yep. fun. Uh, but, uh, yeah, now that it's five o'clock, I've just got zero time, even less time. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, on a topic I did want to talk about um, is uh, diet regarding – because this is something – look, this is a bit of a uh, – Contentious issue. Well, it annoys me with some people who. But what I'm getting at is, people need to be under be okay with revisiting their nutrition when it comes to their health. But more than their health, their skin and how their skin relax. Whether they've got eczema, whether they've got psoriasis, and we think the reason I go here is, as you know, and you would do it too. I'm, I'm. I would call myself. I'm not carnivore now, but I'm definitely meat based. Mm. Like I eat a lot of meat, and I have. I've, I've reintroduced, I have avocado now, um, I'll have a couple of oranges and banana, but I, do, I still don't have any vegetables or anything like that, nothing. Now, since I've been on this journey, I've actually learned quite a lot. One of the things I've learned is about histamine intolerance. And I didn't know a lot about this. I don't know if you know a lot about it, but I didn't know, and I was very ignorant to it, I didn't know how many foods can give you histamine intolerance. And it comes out very similar to to seasonal allergies. It looks very similar, yeah. as in sneezing and nose and asthma. The symptoms are like really, really close. Okay, so I hear a lot of people go, "Ah, oh, you know, I've got allergies and whatever and so forth." And and it's not really even allergy season, but they keep relating it to it. As we know, we live in Kuwait, and the food eating here, people is pretty atrocious with a lot of people. It's getting better. Yeah. Point I'm getting to is. Since I've dropped, because because I was a I was a big allergy sufferer. I'd get a lot of sneezing and that all the time, all the time. Since I haven't had plants in my diet, yeah. vegetables. Yeah. I only have banana. I only have orange. I haven't had one allergy outbreak like that. One sneezing. Oh, every now and again, I couldn't even remember last time I sneezed. Yeah. Like, and I'm quite allergic. I thought I was quite allergic to a lot of things. You can't allergy test for um, histamine intolerance. It doesn't come up in an allergy test. Okay. So you'll never know. Mm. It is only found out through an elimination diet. Like you just drop everything out and you go on to whether you go meat or whatever. Look, people may not agree with this, but the best elimination diet from what I've been learning is to go back to meat only, then reintroduce some foods. And the guy I follow, Carnivore MD, talks about it with plants and the research done now with oxalates and so forth in plants and and uh, there's so many unhealthy things in a lot of leafy vegetables. And there's a lot of people coming out with new science understanding that broccoli and a lot of these greens aren't that healthy for you like they thought they were. Mm. And there's research on this. This is not just hearsay. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that you don't need to have that you can get out of meat, that you don't get all the extras and oxalates and you know, inflammatories in the plants and so forth. That's not saying all plant is bad. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is, if people are having skin problems, acne, eczema, psoriasis, all these different problems they can have, I would suggest doing an elimination diet and reintroducing slowly one by one to allow themselves to see reaction to certain foods mm. when it comes to their skin health. Yeah. So I'm not really talking about the histamine intolerance. I'm talking about skin health. Yeah. A lot of people don't link food with skin problems. They just don't link it. They just link food with getting fat. Mm. 
and they don't realise how many foods really are responsible for certain problems with your skin. And it's not just plant. It's, you know, obviously your additives and your food colourings and your processed sugars and all that sort of stuff and all the food we eat. It's an interesting topic, and I've been learning a lot about it, and there, there really is a lot of truth to it. So I'm just saying out there now to people that are listening, if you are having skin problems, whatever they are, I would suggest you try an elimination diet, whatever way you want to go. Eat very, very clean for a couple of weeks, and then you reintroduce what you really feel you need to one by one. And as you introduce a new item back in, you only have that one item extra for a few days. See how your body goes. Do you get bloated? Do you, do you get a skin rash? Do you get any problem? No? Okay. Tick. That one's okay. And then you get to find out. Yeah. Um, do you know much about this sort of stuff? Have you? Not really. What I, what I have learned no. about in the past is how um, food is such a big part of, I mean, your gut's like your second brain, right? So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. how it, it can influence so many, I guess, bodily factors, influence your mood, has links to yeah. depression and all these types of things, you know, oh, heightened sure. depression. So it, def- it definitely would make sense to me that, you know, it, it can affect your skin and your, your allergies yeah, and, yeah. And, and things like that. So when it comes to food, I mean, my, only, and obviously I'm not an expert in this and I can only talk about the things that I've researched, is yeah, it is, is the that um, I think the individual has to kind of you know obviously see who they ever need to see a dietitian or a nutritionist or whatever, but yeah. find out what works for them because that one you know it seems yeah. to be like everybody's different. Yeah, it seems to be like people are like, okay, you know, a lot of so-called you know, if they want to call themselves experts are just like. Do this and this will work, but that's just not no, the whole there's picture. There's no one yeah. fix for all. There's You're no exactly whole right. picture, and like I'm a no I'm way. a big believer that's, in that, and no. and that you should definitely. I mean, what's what's even clean eating? How do you define that? Like it's different based on your yeah, based on I your gender, based on your 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 ethnic background, and yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. There's you got those tribes, a couple of tribes, and. In, in Tanzania that their diet is 90% made up of red meat and there's no heart disease or anything like that. But if you look at like different... Well, this guy that I'm talking about, he just went to them, the Hudza they're called. Yeah. He just went and lived with them. They're the ones in Tanzania, To see right? what their diet was. They're the ones in Tanzania. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then you, he went to see what their diet was. And you've got other tribes... And all they eat other tri- is meat. Other tribes in, say, like uh, Central and South America and, and they're predominantly plant-based. And they have yeah. they have really really uh, similar you know high cholesterol no cholesterol problems no heart disease all these other types of yeah. so I think it really depends on the individual and like you said eliminate stuff and see what works I guess just just a, in yeah, my no. opinion no no and I'm certainly not saying that this is not me going about you should have meat yeah. it's basically saying if you're having problems you need to clean your diet up completely of all processed mm. foods and then go back to whatever you said whether it's plant or whatever but I suppose I am getting the fact that, not saying about vegans, but there's a lot of things that are related to plants for a lot of people. They don't understand. And it may not, it's not for everyone yeah. that has problem with plants. And it's not every plant, yeah. by the way. Yeah. It's some yeah. that they need to find out about. Yeah. Um, yeah, and these huds, they have meat, they have honey. Um, and um, talking about fiber, like I'm someone who doesn't eat vegetables and stuff. And I have no problem with, you know, functions and everything. I'm fine yeah. when it comes to fiber. I have no problem at all. Yeah. So, but I've added, like I said, I've added avocado and the odd orange and banana back in, but predominantly 
um, meat based, except tonight on a Friday night in Kuwait, I'm having some dip and a couple of biscuits. And how, how do you feel in general? <laughs> but, uh, do you feel amazing? Yeah. Perfect, great, yeah. really good. Plenty of energy. Sleep better than I've ever yeah. slept. Really sleep well. Yeah. So um, no, it works really, really well. And uh, I keep getting told I look, you know, yeah. early forties or late thirties. So I'm doing okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I've. And you know what I like about a chef, probably one of my favourite things, easy. to be honest, is the low, <laughs> easy way to cook. I come home, I put a steak yeah. on, I put some, I might have some halloumi on it, some bit of cheese, got a bit of protein in it, but that's it. I'm not chopping it. I don't have time to be chopping up vegetables, people. Yeah. So for me, it's nice and simple. I like it for that reason. I guess that's probably the best, you know? the best way I would say, in my opinion, obviously I'm not a dietitian or nutritionist, is, is, is like find the simplest way to yeah. to eat, you know, because food is just such a big thing and there's so much shit out there about how, you know, this is how you should eat and all these fucking new health products. Uh, trying to put new yeah, spin on just, everything. It's like, what the fuck? Like, one of my friends, she she uh, bought me um, two new proteins and they're both plant-based and, and they're yep. all this... And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, this is just too... How is anybody supposed to know what exactly to eat... You know, it's just find the simplest way to eat. And I mean, uh, the carnival diet seems super, super simple. Uh, you know, yeah, I like so, and I think that is probably the key to being sustainable yeah. too. If your diet, whatever you yeah. eat, because I'm not here to preach what I eat should be the yeah. way. What I'm saying is, if you make your eating complicated, you might last a couple of weeks, but then yeah. you're going to come home eventually one yeah. night where you're really tired yeah. and you can't be bothered doing all that preparation. Yeah. So no matter how tired I am, I have to turn the dial to the left, put some ghee in the pan, take a steak out of the <laughs> fridge and put it in the put it on yeah. the pan, and my dinner is it's cooked. done. It doesn't get much easier. Yeah, you that's know? definitely true. So I like that for simplicity. I think that's a key. I wanted to go back quickly before we finish about you talked about food and depression. Yeah. I think it's an important thing to talk about. A lot of people don't realise the connection between food and depression. Yeah. I remember there was a girl on Joe Rogan a long time ago. Uh, Michaela Peterson. Yep. Um, Jordan Peterson's yeah. daughter. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. And she had very, very bad problems with depression and um, her whole body. She was, she has a an illness or whatever you call it, and I forget what it's called, but she's pretty much allergic to everything. everything. Like, ridiculous. No, seriously, she can't eat anything. Anyway, and she found the carnivore diet, the meat-based and whatever, and she went on that, and she'd become a lot better. And the first thing that improved on her was her depression. And I didn't know this, Shem. I'm learning so much more about food. Yeah. I didn't realize how many foods that we eat, and mainly obviously the processed ones and so forth, that are linked to depression in people, but we just don't realize yeah. it. You know, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah, 100%. And you can see it daily, almost yeah. daily. You know what I mean? You feel and hear it in the stories. We, we probably are lucky that we get an insight into it on a daily basis where we hear people that, you know, Oh, I ate such I ate mm. this in the weekend, blah blah blah. You can see, you know, the eff- isn't it funny though that people don't see the connection? They like okay. So if I said if you sat someone down and you go, okay, what do you think's making you sad? And nine, this would be really normal. Most people are just trying to find a connection with something in their yeah. life. It'll be their family, their relationship, or money or whatever. But if you said to them, do you think it might be what you eat? They'd go, what are you talking about? I don't get depressed because of what I eat. They don't realise it actually can cause highs and lows and, and really serious ones, and they don't get the link. So I think what we've come out with 
like talking about today really more than anything is understanding food is really important and the fact that it does so much more than just make you thin or yeah. fat. It really it controls your life in so many other well, ways, you know. It's my my it really opinion, is. it's the biggest drug in the world. Yeah, for sure. It's so hard to get it yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's, it's really it's, hard. It's, uh, bro, I think I think people know it's a connection, but as humans, yeah. we continually make bad choices all the time. So we knowingly yeah, we yeah, knowingly yeah. put it into our body. No, not 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 everyone, but a lot of us. Like I know that chocolate's bad yeah. for me, but I still like the taste of it. And I'm still going to eat it. It might make, might make me die sooner, yeah. but I'm still going to do it. It's very morbid. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> got to have those. You got to you got to have some vice, you know. You got to live, but as long as you understand the consequence of you eating that chocolate, you might gonna regret it later. I, the rule I go by, I don't know how you go, but I usually go if I'm gonna eat something bad, which was today. I have a bit of a relax today. I understand that it's my day I'm allowed to, and I don't feel one bit guilty for it. If I'm going to feel guilty afterwards, I consciously yeah. won't eat it because I know I don't yeah. deserve it. But whatever I've eaten tonight, don't feel one bit guilty because I know tomorrow I get back yeah. to it. Tomorrow's another and, uh, opportunity. And the science would support the science would support that one day or a couple of meals, yeah. let's say, of bad eating for the week or where, you, where you're in, instead of calling bad eating or a cheap meal, say you're in a calorie surplus for mm. that day, excess mm. calories, it's not going to make a big difference yeah. overall to your, your metabolism or to your body fat or anything yeah. really. But it's when you go into two days and you go into three yeah. days and, you know, you go further. That's where the damage gets yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that bro, 100%. Yeah. yeah. You know? But by the way, like Shem said, I am not a dietitian. I am nothing like that. This is purely talking about my experiences, mm. people. Do not think that I'm giving you professional advice. I'm talking about what works for me. And it may not work for you, but uh, if you are having problems, you need to have a good look at yourself and uh, realize if you really want that body type or you want to feel a certain way, ask yourself how bad do you really want it. Exactly. I told a client the other day she wants motivation. I said, and I used this in Australia once, I said, you need to go home, you need to stand in front of the mirror with your clothes off and look at mm. yourself. She's like, ugh, and put, stuck her tongue out and went, well, there's your mm. problem. You're not taking ownership. Mm. You've got to take ownership of how yep. you look. And you can't just buy bigger clothes or not look in a mirror. You need to stand in front of the mirror and go, I look good or I look mm. gross and you want to fix it, you need mm. to do it. You know, that's, you know me, I'm pretty honest with people. You've got to be, I think, sometimes you can't sugarcoat mm. it. And it worked for her. And sometimes it can be hard to get that real trigger because everybody's really different. What's going to trigger one person's not going to work mm. for another. But for her, that seemed to work. And then I said, how many calories on a day? And she's with a dietitian here in Kuwait. She's on 1,200 calories a day. Wow. 1,200. Yeah, exactly, Shem. And I went, that's not enough. She goes, yeah, but that's – I said, no. Do you understand what your body, what it means when it comes to being calorie adapted? She's like, no. I said, if you put your body in too much of a deficit, your body will think and learn – understand. I oh, know I'm not teaching you anything yeah. here. Your body's going to learn that it's not going to get any more and it actually becomes worse at losing weight. She's like, what? I went, that's not enough calories. You're exercising – you're working, you have children, and you're on 1,200 calories a day, you need to add calories. She's like, but why don't I get fat? I went, no, not if they're the right mm. calories and you're exercising and doing the right thing. Yeah, 1,200. You know, I'll just say this funny quick story. The other day, one of, my, uh, one of the girls that I trained, she sent me her, uh, <coughs> she showed me her current diet plan from a registered dietitian in Kuwait. Jace, let me ask yeah. you, how do you spell protein? You're actually technically yeah, asking how do you me. Yeah, protein. P R O T 
EOS. Okay. So I looked down the page and I was like, Sarah? Shit, I shouldn't have said her name. Ah, she's probably not going to listen to this anyway. But <laughs> I go, Sarah, um, can I just say one thing? And she's like, what? And I was like, I'm not trying to bag anybody out. This is a dietitian. You know, they went to university. Blah, blah. But why did they spell protein wrong? <laughs> and she, but it's a and she was like, what? And she looked at, and I was like, every single protein, uh, the words, the, every single, the word protein on this page, every single time, time is spelt wrong. And she was like, oh my God. And I was like, I can't trust somebody that's given you a diet that's spelt protein wrong. Ten times. <laughs> but what I see out of that, Sham, is that's a lack of care. It's not even the spelt wrong. It's that that's like a blueprint just being given out to everyone probably because it's not individually based yeah. enough. That's not even caring about something. That's not like. care enough to freaking do spell check. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I spelled it right. Is it E before I? Yeah, it's, I, e, it's I before e before I. <laughs> except oh, no. after C. So... Remember, remember that rule at school, and you're like, "Which one is yeah. it again?" Even before I accept that to see. But, but I see this a lot um, of people that are called dietitians, and I'm certainly not one. Yeah. But I think I've got sometimes more knowledge yeah. than some people doing that, you know. But yeah, yeah the calorie thing that a lot of people don't get it. You know, they think eating less yeah. is better, and they just don't understand. Yep. And I did, I did her TDE, what she should be on as yeah. maintenance. And it was actually about 2,000. I said, you take about 15, maybe 20% yeah. off that. So at the very least, you know, she should be on probably 1,500 or something, whatever, you know, around about 1,600. Yeah. And she's like 1,200. And good on her. She goes, okay, I'm going to add 200. I said, good. Add 200 proper calories. Yeah. So don't just eat anything for extra 200. Um, yeah, but it's just interesting, you know, um, people doing that. But that was, that was some good topics. I think we've uh, got a bit of a... Bit of knowledge out there, bit of a laugh yeah, for people. Hopefully. <laughs> oh, if they didn't, well, fuck them. No, I'm joking. <laughs> That's all right. You can say what you want. If people don't have to listen, if they don't yeah, want exactly. to listen. It's only meant to be, be light hearted yep. people and having a bit of a yeah. laugh during these yeah. times. Anything else you want to talk about, Shannon? I mean, I could talk about everything. Existence, everything. Talk then. Coexistence, the world, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're a man of knowledge. You're a big man. I am a... What have you been reading lately? Uh, no, I read like, to be honest, I read like maybe four books at once. Not because I'm super smart, because I get bored easy. So ah, okay. I read yeah. a page yeah. or I read or I listen to uh, a, a audio book and then the next day I'll listen to another one or so, yeah, it's. No, that makes sense. I, I get that for sure. Yeah. I'm bad like that with TV. I'll part of one show that I'll flick to another one. Yeah. Hey, I started watching a new show on Netflix called The One. The One? And it's actually, yeah, it's actually really interesting. Um, I nearly finished the yeah. season. And it's basically a lady who started a company with a guy where they match people in the future with your partner via your DNA because they discovered in ants, ants exist, coexist with each other according to like, it wasn't pheromones, but some DNA thing where they can sense on each other. And that's how they find their community, their yeah, what, what, what's the group of ants called? I forget now. Do you know what but, a, um, do you know what a group wait, no, that's of, a... okay, fun fact, it's probably useless. Do you know what a group of hippos what? is called? I have been told, but I forget. What a... is it? <laughs> a bloat. A what? A, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bloat. That's, what it's called. <laughs> that's actually, 
ridiculous. I know, right? And there was one the other day, there was another group of animals. What was it called? It was a, I can't remember what the animal was, and they're saying what they were called as a group. There's some really <laughs> weird names for groups of animals. Like, that's one yeah. bloat. Where the hell does bloat come know, from? A group of hippos? Bloat. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a real sidetrack. Back to my TV show. The one, they match people yeah. via DNA. So, and it's a hundred percent match. So when you meet them, you get, you send your DNA to this company and then you find that person. And without even a choice, when you meet them, you connect via pheromones and uh, everything, their smell and how they look. And you just, it's a hundred percent match. And that's how they match people on this show. And it's yeah. a mini series and it's about that and the dramas of it and, and uh, where it could go, how dangerous it could be, you know, um, because people are married but then you start questioning, going, am I with my actual match? And then people end up sending their DNA in and then they realise they're not with their actual correct partner. So that causes a drama. So the show's about that, which is, makes it quite That's interesting. very strange. So, I, mean, I, I started watching this yeah. show on Netflix called um, Bombay Begums. Begums? Begums? Mm. I guess that's how you... I think that's how you say it, Bombay Begums. It's a story of like um, five different women and their stories, you know, in a very patriarchal society, sexist society. And like, it's it's pretty interesting, man. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah right. uh, What's Bom- it called again? I don't know how to say this, the second word, Begums. Begums, B E G U M S. Yeah, Bombay Begums. Bombay. It's the story of. Uh, oh, if you'd find it, yeah. you'd find it by that. So that could be part of our, of our podcast now and we give recommendations for Netflix. But anyway, the one, but you think about where the way the future goes, yeah. Nishim, everything changing. This DNA matching thing is not really that out there. You think about how things go in well, the world now. You could see a company like that doing something if it was if it was true, yeah. obviously. But yeah, and you matched, and then you just meet the people, and without even a choice, they meet and go, "Oh my god!" And they just well, I guess they attraction. do. They used to do it. I don't know if they. I think maybe I think maybe they did it in Germany. You know, when the Nazis were there, a form of it where they matched people, where they matched. Oh. In, Never reminds me of something I heard they in the past. Uh, yeah, I can't. I couldn't you know, quote it. Blonde-headed, blue-eyed, athletic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super athletes. You know what I mean? That's right. That was yeah. part of Hitler's plan to create yeah. the, a super race. Maybe that's. Yeah. But you think about it. You think about it with this DNA match on this show. It's not that far-reaching because in the past, obviously, if you meet someone, you can meet lots of people, and then you meet yeah. one person, girl, or even even yeah. a guy as a mate. You connect with guys too. Yeah. Like I've met plenty of guys where I go, hey, he's a nice enough guy, whatever. And then I met you and we connected as friends. And then you meet a 10 other guys yeah. and you go, he's okay. But he can, so meeting girls yeah. is the same. You'll meet a girl who's nice. And then you meet the other one where you get the chemistry that I've always described where it's like a punch in the face. And you go, what the hell? And you'll, you'll walk away from them and you're actually saying to yourself, what was that about? Where did that come from? It was yeah. weird. It's like electricity. So it makes you realise that this DNA thing is not that far-fetched. It's probably yeah, some maybe, truth to maybe. it. You know, it's an interesting I mean, show anyway. Yeah, it's it, an makes, interesting... it makes sense in some way. You know? That's, I mean, yeah, most, I, I feel like does. most TV shows I mean, aren't that far from reality. 
Somebody th- somebody thought of it. No. So obviously it's their perception of yeah, what well, reality look at, is. Look at Black Mirror. So Black Mirror's Yeah, I've, I've heard about there. that. I've never actually you know, watched it. So no, Are you serious? Like, yeah, lately I've Black just been watching a lot of films to do with like refugees and these types uh, of stuff. Yeah, I watched the one, the Australian one with the girl who who uh, went a bit crazy and based on, I think it was based on a true story and she put herself into a de- detention centre in Australia. She was an Australian citizen, but she um, she faked an accent, said she was Swedish, yeah. I think, and she ended up spending a certain amount of time in this detention centre in Australia and she was Australian oh. and they didn't pick it. She was there for months. And so what, what was yeah. the point of it? Just so she could go in there and see what they were um, being treated she, like. No, nah, she got she got abused by by a guy really badly, and it ended up sending her pretty crazy. Yeah. So she just lost her mind basically, and didn't know what she was doing, and ended up in this detention center. And her family was looking for her, and from memory, it was true because they got to put under investigation yeah. after that of how it happened. No one should be able to fake. Uh, citizenship and identity and get away with it and be in prison like that one it's not in prison sorry in a detention center or it's nearly prison and uh do go through that yeah they need a better screening process basically yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah very interesting, interesting. but well, that's good. so we've got some topics we'll regularly talk about netflix recommendations um, useless facts about herds of animals what they're called yeah, we've got herds lots of animals of, we've got a um, lot of things Kangaroos with kangaroos with three vaginas. <laughs> yeah, we've got lots of things. Well, I know a lot of stupid <laughs> dumb facts about animals. Stupid. I, I don't even know why well, I even know them. Like I've probably read them somewhere and just remembered them because they're so stupid and idiotic that I'm just like, oh, okay. And they just <laughs> bust them out. A, it might not be one day. I might be on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire one day and it might be a phone friend question and I might better ring you and they'll go, and, and I won't know the answer, and I'll know to call you, and you'll have the answer to my useless, well, stupid question. If they ask you about the bloat, you. if they ask you about the vaginas, or here's another one, if they ask you about um, how long do pigs' orgasms last, and I don't even know why, I don't even know <laughs> why or even how they know this, but apparently it lasts 30 minutes or longer, <laughs> or up to 30 minutes. Oh my and I'm God. just like, but how the fuck do you guys even know this shit? Like... Yeah, or who, how how do you test <laughs> an orgasm? What he's like shaking, like ah, ah. <laughs> like <laughs> the pig sitting there just he's snorting oinky. up. <laughs> <laughs> he's oinking for like thirty minutes. Like, are you sure he's just, he's not having a heart attack? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! That's one of the best ever. I don't think I don't think I can handle. If you had a choice and they said you can have your orgasms can be 30 minutes, would you want that? I don't know. I think I'll probably pass out with the intensity. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you know there's people that have, and I don't name the name for the disorder, but there's people who have had this happen and they have continuous orgasms all the time. This is an actual fact. Yeah, yeah. True story. I've seen those. Yeah. And and you think it's funny and you think it would be good, but no, especially it's in public, they wouldn't it's be horrible for It's like when you're a teenage boy and getting like a boner in public, it's just embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember being, I remember being, I remember the actual subject as in English, and I was sitting there and we had to get up and do impromptu yeah. speeches. And it was my turn to get up and do the speech. And guess what happened to me? <laughs> I had what you just said. 
I had to pull my shirt out and she's going, I remember getting told to tuck my shirt in. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to tuck my shirt. Squeeze your legs, squeeze your legs. I don't think that's ever happened to me, but like the mo- probably the most embarrassing thing, one of the most embarrassing things was I was like, I think I was like 12 or something and I was like showing off at a pool and um, standing in front of, I don't know what I was doing, just being an idiot. And one of my mates come up behind me and pulled my pants down in front of nearly the whole, nearly the whole oh, fucking form. No. And I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> yep. Underwear and all. And I was like, okay, well, there, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Um, I'm out there now. There's nothing to hide. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's not true what they say about brave people. <laughs> Especially at 12 years old. <laughs> at 12? Haram. Oh, my God. How embarrassing. <laughs> oh, the things we go through, some of the embarrassing moments. I think we'll have to use exactly. that on the topic too. Talk about embarrassing moments. Yep. Everyone has them. Hey, I uh, hope we gave all you guys a laugh. I know we had a good laugh and and uh, this was a bit of a spontaneous one, but we're going to try and bring you to you know, maybe once a week we'll get together have a chat like this. It's uh, it's a good laugh and good fun, nothing too serious. Don't take our advice too serious. We really don't. Yep. <laughs> and if you do, you're stupid. <laughs> but uh, until next time, guys, for J Life Fit and uh, Shem joining forces, uh, we'll be back. No Thanks for listening. Later. Cheers, guys.